welcome to Mind Twisted, this is Jason, and today we're covering the Long Island murders. Everything I'm gonna say is for educational purposes only. The Long Island serial killer, also referred to as Craigslist Ripper, is an unidentified serial killer who is believed to be in charge of the murders of 10 to 16 people over the period of nearly 20 years and to have disposed of their bodies in the areas on the south shore of Long Island, New York. Most of the known sex workers were advertised on Craigslist. The victims' remains were found over a period of months in 2010 and 2011 after the disappearance of shannon gilbert resulted in a police search of an area along the ocean parkway near the remote beach towns of guild and oak beach in suffolk county the remains of four victims were designated as the gogo phone were found within a quarter of a mile of each being found near gogo beach in december 2010 six more sets of remains were found in march and april 2011 in suffolk county and nazo county police believe the latter sets of remains predate the four bodies found in December 2010. Gilbert's remains were found a year after the discovery of the Gilgo four remains. Her cause of death stays contested with police saying that she drowned while an independent autopsy determined possible strangulation. The first discovery of human bones was made on December 11, 2010 at Ocean Parkway in Oak Beach. The investigation stemmed from a search for Shannon, a worker, 24-year-old Gilbert, who fled a customer's home in May this year and went missing in the area after calling 911 for 23 minutes. They're trying to kill me, that's what he said. A month after her disappearance, the Suffolk County Police Department of St. Persons told police officer John Maria, a German shepherd named Blue, a trained corpse dog. In the summer of 2010, Maria unsuccessfully searched the Gated Beach community where Gilbert was last seen. Officers attempted a new search on December 11, 2010, while remaining near the shoulder of Park Road. Maria chose the search area based on his FBI data showing that dumped bodies were often found near roads. Despite the dense vegetation and a thin layer of snow, the dogs on Maria's often found a scent that tracked the couple to a skeleton in a melting burlap sack. While police searched the crime scene for more evidence, they also found bodies of four victims, Maureen Brainard, Melissa Parflimi, Megan Waterman, and Amber Costello were found about 150 meters away. In March 2011, the partial remains of Jessica Taylor were found along the Ocean Parkway. Eight years earlier, in 2003, Taylor's partial remains had been found in Manorville, a town which was in Suffolk County. The next month, in April 2011, police discovered three additional sets of remains, an unidentified female toddler, an unidentified Asian person, and Valerie Mack, whose partial remains, like those of Jessica Taylor, had been found in Manorville years earlier in November 2000. Two more bodies were found in Nauza County, an unidentified woman whose partial remains had previously been found on Fire Island in 1996, <clears throat> and an unidentified woman with a distinctive tattoo of peaches was later found to be the mother of the unidentified toddler found in Suffolk County. On May 9, 2011, police speculated that because of similarities in the cases, Valerie Mack, who at the time was unidentified, and Jessica Taylor may have been murdered by a second separate killer. On November 29, 2011, however, police announced that they believed one person to be responsible for all 10 murders and the perpetrator is almost certainly from Long Island. The single killer here stems from common characteristics between the condition of the remains and forensic evidence related to the bodies. In June 2011, Suffolk County Police announced a 25,000 reward for information leading to an arrest in the Long Island murders. $25,000, that is a huge amount of rope. Like, it's just a huge amount of money. So that's impressing. Yeah, it actually is impressing. Shannon Gilbert's remains were finally located in Oak Beach in December 2011. 19 months after her disappearance, the cause of death is disputed. As of 2020, all murders remain unsolved. On December 10, 2015, Suffolk County Police Commissioner Tim Shiny announced that the FBI had officially joined the investigation. The announcement comes as a day after former police chief James Burke was indicated for civil rights violations conspiracy 
Burke, who resigned from the agency in October 2015, said to have blocked his FBI involvement in his LISK case for years. The FBI had previously helped locate victims, but had never been formally involved in the investigation. In November 2016, Burke was found guilty of assault and conspiracy, and he was sentenced to 46 months in federal prison. On September 12, 2017, Suffolk County District Attorney Robert Bianca Villa announced that Manorville, Long Island carpenter John Votroff was a suspect in at least one list murder. Votroff was convicted in May of 1993 and in 1994 he murdered two sex workers. On January 16, 2020, better said 2020, Suffolk County Police Commissioner Geraldine Hart released images of the belt found at the scene. The letters HM or WH are imposed into the black letter depending on the orientation of the belt. This belt was discovered during an, an initial during an initial exploration near Ocean Parkway and Gogo Beach. Police believe the belt belonged to the perpetrator, not the victim. Police provided a few details about the belt's probative value. Nowhere it was found. They also found the launch of GilgoNews.com, a website where you can get tips. Also, I'm very sorry if I mispronounce some words by accident, but I'll always remind myself to correct them at the end. Maureen Brainerd Barnes. Brainerd Barnes of Norwich, Connecticut was 25 when she disappeared. She was last seen on July 9th, 2007, saying that she planned to spend the day in New York City. She was never seen again. Brainerd Barnes, a mother of two, worked as a paid escort via Craigslist to pay the mortgage on her house. She had been out of the sex industry for seven months, but she returned to work to pay her bills after receiving an eviction notice. Her body was found in December 2010. Shortly after her disappearance, a friend of Brainerd Barnes, Sarah Carnes, received a phone call from a man on an unfamiliar number. The man claimed that he had just seen Brainerd Barnes and that she was alive and staying at a whorehouse in Queens. He refused to identify himself and could not tell Carnes location of the house. He told Carnes he would call back and give her the address but never called again. Carnes said that the man had no discernible New York or Boston accent. At the time of her disappearance, she was working at a Super 8 model in Manhattan on the night of July 9, 2017. Sorry, 2007. She called a friend in Connecticut and told her that she was planning on meeting outside of the motel. Like many of the victims, Brainerd Barnes was a very petite at 4 foot 11 inches, 1.50 meters tall, and 105 pounds, 48 kilograms. She had been strangled. Melissa Bartholomew. Bartholomew, 24, of Erie County, New York, went missing on July 12, 2009. She had been living in the Bronx in New York and working as an escort through Craigslist. On the night she went missing, she met with a client, deposited $900 in her bank account, and attempted to call an old boyfriend, but did not get through. Beginning one week later and lasting for five weeks, her teenage sister Amanda received a series of vulgar mocking and insulting calls from a man who may have been the killer using Melissa Bartholomew's cell phone. The caller asked if Amanda was a whore like her sister. The calls became increasingly disturbing and eventually culminated in a caller telling Amanda that her sister was dead and that he was gonna watch her rot. Police traced some of the calls to Madison Square Garden, Midtown Manhattan and Massapeka, but were unable to determine who was making the calls. Bartholomew's mother noted that there were a lot of calls to Manorville from a daughter's phone around the time of her disappearance. In September 2017, John Bultroff a carpenter from that town convicted of the other murders was named as a suspect in the LISK cases. Bartholomew was 4 foot 10 inches, 1.47 meters tall, and 95 pounds, 43 kilograms. She had been strangled. Megan Waterman, Waterman, 22, of South Maine, went missing on June 6, 
2010 after placing advertisements on Craigslist as an escort. The previous day, she had told her 20-year-old boyfriend that she was going out and would call him later. At the time of her disappearance, she was staying at a motel in Hoppage, New York, 15 miles northeast of Kilgo Beach. Her body was recovered in December 2010. Waterman was a mother of one and had become a victim of sex trafficking. Waterman was 5 foot 5 inches, 1.65 meters tall. She had been strangled. Amberlyn Costello, Costello 27 of West Babylon, New York, a town 10 miles north of Gilgo Beach, was a sex worker and a heroin user who went missing on September 2nd. 2010. That night, she reportedly went to meet a stranger who had called her several times and offered $1,500 for her services. Born in Charlotte and raised in Wilmington, North Carolina, Costello was living in West Babylon, New York, when she disappeared. Her family believed that she was in a residential drug rehabilitation center, and so she was not immediately reported missing when she stopped responding to messages and phone calls. Prior to moving to West Babylon, Costello had been living with her second husband in Clearwater, Florida, and was working as a waitress. A strong student, Costello's drug addiction began when she was a teenager. She had been strongly sexually assaulted by a neighbor when she was six years old. Costello was 4 foot 11 inches, 1.50 meters, and weighted approximately 100 pounds, 50 kilograms. She had been strangled. Victims discovered in March and April 2011. Four more bodies were found on 29th March and 4th April 2011. All bodies were found at a different location of the boardwalk in the park near Oak Beach and Gilgo Beach, two miles east of where they were found in December 2010. The newly discovered victims are Jessica Taylor, Valerie Mack, Jane Doe, number three, or Peaches, and an unidentified infant who is the daughter of Peaches. Suffolk police then expect expanded the search to the Nausea County line, looking for more victims. Four more sets of remains were discovered on March 29th and April 4th, 2011. All the remains were found in another area of the parkway near Oak Beach and Gilgo Beach, two miles and to the east of those found in December 2010. The newly discovered victims were Jessica Taylor, Valerie Mack, and an unidentified woman designated as John Jane Doe number three, or Peaches, and an unidentified toddler who is the daughter of Peaches. Suffolk police subsequently expanded the search area up to the Inaza County border looking for more victims. Two further sets of remains were discovered on April 11, 2011, after the search expanded into the Nausea County. They were found about one mile apart, approximately five miles west of those found in December. One set of remains belonged to a victim now thought to be a trans woman, designated Asian male. Police said that the victim had been dead for between five and ten years. The other remains were those of Jane Doe, number seven, whose partial remains had been discovered on Fire Island in 1996. Jessica Taylor. Taylor was 20 years old and living in Manhattan when she went missing on July 21, 2003. On July 26, 2003, her naked and dismembered torso missing its head and hands was discovered 45 miles, 72 kilometers east of Gilgo Beach in Manorville, New York. These remains were identified by DNA analysis later that year. Taylor's torso was found atop a pile of scrap wood at the end of a paved access road off Halsey Manor Road, just north of where it crosses the Long Island Expressway. Plastic sheeting was found underneath the torso, and a tattoo on her body had been mutilated with a sharp instrument. Further remains found on March 29, 2011, at Gilgo, including the remains of a skull, a pair of hands, and a forearm was matched to Taylor. She had worked with she had worked in Washington DC and Manhattan as a sex worker. Taylor was last seen working around the port in Manhattan between July 18th and 22nd, 2003. 
Valerie Mack, Melissa Taylor, Manorville, Jane Doe, Jane Doe, no, number six. Mack, 24, also known as Melissa Taylor, was living in Philadelphia and working as an escort when she went missing in 2000. Like many of the victims, she was small in stature and approximately 5 feet, 1.5 meters, and weighed approximately 100 pounds, 50 kilograms. Mack's partial remains were discovered in Manorville on November 19, 2000, but were not identified until 2020. Her torso was found wrapped in garbage bags and dumped in the woods near the intersection of Halsey Manor Road and Mill Road adjacent to a set of power lines and nearby power line access road. A head, right foot and hands found on April 4, 2011 were first determined to have belonged to an unidentified victim dubbed Jane Doe No. 6. It was later determined that they belonged to the same woman whose torso had been found in 2000. Her right foot had been cut off high above the ankle, possibly to conceal an identifying mark or tattoo. On May 28, 2020, police announced that the remains had been identified as Valerie Mack, who had last been seen by family members in the spring or summer of 2000 in Port Republic, New Jersey. The dismembered remains of Valerie Mack and Jessica Taylor were both disposed of in a similar manner and in the same part of Manorville, suggesting a link unidentified. On September 20, 2011, police released composite sketches of two of the unidentified victims, dubbed Asian male and Jane Doe No. 6, whose remains have been found in March and April 2011, as well as photos of jewelry found on the remains of a female toddler and her mother, Jane Doe No. 3, found on April 4th and 11th, respectively. One of the sets of remains found in Nausea County, on April 11th, was later identified as the mother of the toddler. Peaches, Jane Doe number 3. On April 11th, 2011, police in Nausea County discovered dismembered skeletal human remains inside a plastic bag near Jones Beach Skate Park. The victim was dubbed Jane Doe number 3. DNA analysis later positively indicated that the remains belonged to a woman whose torso had been found in Hempstead Lake State Park 14 years earlier. On June 28, 1997, the dismembered torso of an unidentified young African-American woman was found at Hempstead Lake State Park in the town of Lakeview. The torso was found in a green plastic Rubbermaid container which was dumped next to the road along the west side of the lake. Investigators reported that the victim had a tattoo on her left breast of a heart-shaped peach with a bite out of it and two drops falling from its core. In December 2016, Peaches and Jane Doe number six sorry, Peaches and Jane Doe number three were positively identified as being the same person. DNA analysis also identified Peaches as the mother of Baby Doe. She was found wearing gold jewelry similar to that of her daughter, Baby Doe. The third set of remains, the skeleton of a female toddler between 16 and 24 months of age, or by another account, 1 to 4 years of age, was found on April 4, 2011, about 250 feet 80 meters away from the partial remains of Valerie Mack. Her body was wrapped in a blanket and showed no visible signs of trauma. DNA tests determined that the child's mother was Jane Doe No. 3, whose body was found 10 miles 16 kilometers east near Jones Beach State Park. The toddler was reported to be African American and was wearing gold earrings and a gold necklace. John Doe, Asian male, the body of a young Asian person who had, who had died from a blunt force trauma was also discovered on April 4th. 2011 at Gilgo Beach, very close to where the first four sets of remains had been discovered in December 2010. The victim was dis then determined to be biologically male, but was found wearing women's clothing, suggesting that they may have identified as female. The unidentified victim was between 17 and 23 years of age, 5 foot 6 in inches. 1.68 meters 
in height, missing four teeth, and may have had a musculoskeletal disorder that would have affected their gait. They had been dead for between five and ten years. In September 2011, police released a composite sketch of the victim. Jane Doe number seven, Fire Island, Jane Doe. The human skull and several teeth were recovered on April 11, 2011 at Tobey Beach. <clears throat> These remains were linked through DNA testing to a set of severed legs found in a garbage bag on Fire Island 15 years earlier on April 20, 1996. Jane Doe No. 7 remains were the second set to be discovered in Naja County on April 11, 2011. Jane Doe No. 7 had surgical scars on her left leg. Discovery of Shane and Gilbert's body. On December 13, 2011, police announced that the remains of Shannon Gilbert had been found in a marsh about half a mile from where she had been disappearing. A week, a week earlier, some of her clothing and belongings had been discovered in the same vicinity. Gilbert was last seen banging on a residence door and screaming for help before running off into the night. Gilbert made an emergency 911 call that night saying that she feared for her life. Police have stated that the death of Gilbert, an escort, whose disappearance triggered the search during which the first set of bodies was found, is not related to the Long Island serial killer case. Gilbert's now deceased mother, Marie Gilbert, however, strongly advocated for the theory that Shane and Gilbert had been murdered by a serial killer. 1996, April 20, 1996, Fire Island, Jane Doe, Jane Doe number seven's partial remains were found on Fire Island. 1997, June 28, 1997, Peaches, Jane Doe No. 3's partial remains found at Hempstead Lake State Park. 2000, Spring Summer 2000, Valerie Mack, last seen by family members. November 19, 2000, Valerie Mack's partial remains found in Manorville. 2003, July 2003, Jessica Taylor's last seen. July 26, 2003, Jessica Taylor's partial remains are found in Manorville. 2007, July 9, 2007, Maureen Brainard Barnes last seen. July 20, 2007, a friend of Brainerd Barnes, Sarah Carnes, receives a phone call from a man claiming that he had just seen Brainerd Barnes and that he was alive and staying at a whorehouse in Queens. 2009 July 10, 2009 Melissa Bartholomew, last seen. July 2, August 20 Sorry. July 2, August 2009 Amanda Bartholomew, sister of Melissa Bartholomew, receives a series of vulgar mocking and insulting calls from a man using Melissa Bartholomew's cell phone. The caller eventually tells Amanda that her sister is dead. 2010, May 2nd, 2010, Shannon Gilbert makes a panic phone call to 911 at 4.51 a.m. After fleeing a client's house in Oak Beach, she bangs on the doors of several neighboring houses and disappears. June 6th, 2010, Megan Waterman, last seen. September 2nd, 2010, Amber Lynn Costello, last seen. December 11th, 2010, Melissa Bartholomew's remains are found. December 13th, 2010, Megan Waterman, Amber Lynn Costello, and Maureen Brainard Barnes remains are found. 2011, March 29th, 2011, Jessica Taylor's further partial remains were found at Gilgo. April 4th, 2011, Valerie Max further partial remains remains were found. April 4th, 2011, Baby Doe, the 16 to 24 month old daughter of Peaches, found. April 4th, 2011, John Doe, Asian male, found. April 11th, 2011, Peaches, 
Jane Doe number three's further partial remains were found near Jones Beach State Park, April 11, 2011. Fire Island Jane Doe, Jane Doe number seven's further partial partial remains found at Tobey Beach. Yeah, they were found at Tobey Beach. Um and. December 13, 2011, Shannon Gilbert's remains are found in Marsh at Oak Beach. 2016, December's 2016, Peaches and Jane Doe number three are positively identified as being the same person. September 2017, John Boltroff Carpenter from Manorville convicted of the murders of two other prostitutes is named as a suspect in the LISK cases. Boltroff had been convicted of murdering Rita Tangretti and Colleen McNamee, whose bodies were found in 1993 and 1994 respectively. 2020, aka two years ago, 2020, May 28, 2020 confirmation announced of forensic identification of formerly unidentified remains of Valerie Mack. Other possible victims identified Tina Elizabeth Foglia, 19 year old Tina Foglia, was last seen alive in the early morning hours of February 1st, 1982, at the Hammerheads Rock Music Venue on Sunrise Highway West Islip. She had hitchhiked. From her home to the venue to see a friend performing with a Queens-based band, Equinix. Her remains were discovered by Department of Transportation workers on February 3rd on a shoulder of the Sacticos State Parkway in Suffolk County. Her dismembered body, which had been placed in three separate plastic garbage bags, was found a few miles north of the Robert Moses Causeway, which leads to Kilgo Beach in Oak Beach. A diamond ring that Foglia was known to wear was missing, and the DNA of an unknown male was found in the garbage bags. Police have not ruled out the possibility that Tina Foglia was an early victim of the Long Island serial killer, but have stated that a connection is not an active avenue of investigation. Shannon Maria Gilbert Shannon Maria Gilbert, October 24. 1986 to May 1st, 2010, was an escort who may have been a victim of the Long Island serial killer. She left for a client's residence in Oak Beach after midnight on May 1st, 2010 at 4.51 in the morning, 9-11. Sorry, I'm... That was a terrible mistake. So, I'm so sorry. At 4.51 in the morning, 911 dispatches received a panicked phone call from Gilbert who can be heard saying that there was someone after her and that they were trying to kill her. She was last seen a short time later banging on the front door of a nearby Oak Beach residence and screaming for help before running off into the night. After 19 months of searching police found Gilbert's remains in a marsh half a mile from where she was last seen in May 2012. Suffolk County medical examiners ruled that Gilbert accidentally drowned after entering the marsh. They believe that she was in a drug-induced panic and have concluded that hers was death by misadventure or inconclusive. Her family believes that she was murdered on November 15, 2012. A lawsuit was filed by her mother, Marie Gilbert, against the Suffolk County Police Department in the hopes of getting more answers about what happened to her daughter the night she went missing due to controversy about Gilbert's death in September 2014. Famed forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Baden agreed to conduct an independent autopsy of Gilbert's remains in hopes of determining a clear cause of death. Upon examination of Gilbert's remains, Baden found damage to her 
Whitbone, suggesting that strangulation may have occurred. Faden also noted that her body was found face up, which is not common for drowning victims. Despite this, her death is still officially listed by police as an accident. On July 20, 23rd, 2016, Marie Gilbert was murdered in her home in Allenville, New York. Later that day, her younger daughter, Sarah Elizabeth Gilbert, was arrested and charged with the stabbing death of her mother. On May 6, 2020, the New York State Supreme Court ordered Suffolk County Police to release Gilbert's 911 call recording, denying their request to withhold it after more than 10 years. Tapes were released to Gilbert's estate attorney, John Ray, a short time later. Under the court order, Ray's barred from discussing the specifics of the call. He did, however, comment that the nature of the calls contradict what Suffolk Police Detective Vincent Stephan had described in earlier reports about the calls from the morning. Specifically, Gilbert's tone had been described by Detective Stephan as calm and indicated no desperation. Yeah, um, that's crazy. No desperation. Um, anyways, I think I should move on. After reviewing the tapes, Ray claimed that this was not true. On May 13, 2022, the Suffolk County Police Department released the 911 call. By the way, you can look it up on YouTube, I think. Yeah, you should find it somewhere. Andrew Isaac. Andrew Isaac was a professional drag queen known by his stage name, Sugar Bear. It was six foot five inches tall and was 25 years old when he disappeared from East New York in November 2002. Isaac's torso was found close to the boardwalk on Beach 63rd Street in Arvine, Queens in December, December 7th, 2002 on January 25th, 2003. His head was discovered by ice skaters in East Mopon in Marches, New York in York, Suffolk County. <clears throat> well, it appears that I kinda wrote the notes wrong, so it should be saying New York in Suffolk County, but that was just a reminder that I'm not stupid. Anyways, I think I'm gonna continue. With a single bullet wound to a temple, his arms and legs were later found several miles away in plastic bags. Isaac's case was added to the Suffolk County Police Department Gilgo News website on May 29, 2020. Jacqueline Ashley Smith Jacqueline Smith, 16, was last seen in Brooklyn, New York on August 7, 1999. She left her home at 9 p.m. to visit friends and never came back. She was reported missing on August 12, 1999 on June 20, 2000. An unidentified female torso was recovered near Beach 88th Street in Rockaway Beach, Queens, New York. The torso was found in a plastic bag and wrapped with tape. No other body parts were recovered. The case was previously listed in the National Missing and Unidentified Person System. Name Nam Use. Oh, sorry, Nam Os. I probably I just butchered the name. As a case, hashtag UP6058. The victim was later identified as Jacqueline Smith. Two years later, the torso of Andrew. Andre Isaac was also recovered in Rockaway, not far from where Jacqueline was found. Tanya Rush on June 23, 2008, Tanya Rush, 39, was last seen around 3 a.m. walking towards 
a subway station in Brooklyn. Her dismembered body was found by a state road cleaning crew inside a black canvas suitcase on June 27, 2008, in plain sight on the New Bridge Road ramp leading to the westbound Southern State Parkway in Belmore, New York. Brush was a mother of three who had been a Salvation Army volunteer and had worked in telemarketing. She took up sex work to support a drug addiction. Brush was African-American and lived in the Van Dyke House, Brownsville Public Housing Complex in Brooklyn, New York. Unidentified, unidentified woman letting town in January. 23rd, 2013, a woman walked in her dock, found human ruins in a small patch of brush in a sandy area along the shore at the end of Sheep Lane in Laddingtown near Oyster Bay. The skeletal remains showed signs of trauma and were wrapped in particular types of material that police have not disclosed. The remains are believed to be those of a woman between the ages of 20 and 30 who were possibly Asian. She was wearing a 22-carat solid gold pig pendant, which may be related to the Chinese zodiac year of the pig. The relevant birth years are 1971, 1983, and 1995, Investigators believe that her body had been dumped before Hurricane Sandy in late 2012. The case may be connected to the other 10 bodies found 32 miles, 51 kilometers away in and around Kilbo Beach, though unlike the other victims. 1983 and 1995, that are a lot of years. Course they don't know at what year she probably was born so there are three different ones anyways possibly suggesting that the woman died at the age of 29 investigators believe that her body had been dumped before hurricane sandy in late 2012 her case may be connected to the other bodies found 32 miles 51 kilometers away in and around Gilgo Beach, though unlike the other victims, her body was buried, buried rather than left above the ground. Cherry's unidentified woman, Mama Ronek, on March 3rd, 2007, a suitcase containing the dismembered torso of an unidentified Hispanic or light-skinned African-American woman washed up on a beach at Harbor Island Park, the town of Mama the victim had a tattoo over two cherries on her left breast, similar in appearance to the tattoo found on peaches. She was determined to have been stabbed to death, never identified the victim. She is referred to as cherries by investigators. One of her dismembered legs washed up at Cold Spring Harbor on March 21, 2007, and the other at Oyster Bay in the village of Kovnak. The following day, Cherries was dismembered in a fashion like three other victims. Jessica Taylor, Valerie Mack, and Peaches, meaning she may be linked to the other to the other official victims. Identity of the killer. The media speculated about the profile of the killer, referred to by police as Joe C., unknown subject. According to the New York Times, the perpetrator is most likely a white male who would have been in his mid 20s to mid 40s and who is very familiar with the south shore of Long Island. He had access to burlap sacks, which used to hold the bodies for disposal. He may have detailed no knowledge of law enforcement techniques and perhaps ties to law enforcement which have thus far helped him avoid detection. 
Tuesday, reporters speculated that serial killer Joel, Joel Rifkin, a former resident of Long Island, may have been responsible for some of the older remains found in March and April 2011. Both the victim's complete bodies have never been found. In, in an April 2011 prison interview with Newsday, Rifkin denied having anything to do with the recently discovered remains. Suspects and persons of interest, John Viltroff, on September 12, 2017, Suffolk County Prosecutor Robert Biancavilla said that John Viltroff of a Suffolk County resident convicted of murdering two prostitutes and suspected in the murder of third. the third one was a suspect in at least one of the LISK murders. Bianca Villa stated that Boltroff was likely responsible for the deaths of other women and that there were similarities between the Gilgo Beach crime scenes and Boltroff's known murders for which he was convicted in May 2017 and sentenced in September. Boltroff was arrested in 2014 after his DNA was found on two murdered women, Rita Tangredi and Colleen McNamee whose bodies were found in 1993 and 1994 respectively. The match had been made through DNA submitted by his brother, who was convicted in 2013 in an unrelated case. Ultroff was committed, convicted in May 2017 of these murders and in September sentenced to consecutive terms of 25 years of each murder. The Suffolk County Police did not comment on the prosecutor's statement due to the active homicide investigations of the LISK murders. Boltroff's attorney rejected the prosecutor's assertion. Boltroff lived in Manorville, three miles from where the torsos of LISK victims Jessica Taylor and Valerie Macbert recovered. Boltroff was a hunter who was said to enjoy killing animals. He was a carpenter by trade with access to two hacksaws and electric saws. Because many of the bodies were found precisely dismembered, his access to and proficiency with these tools is of note. The grown daughter of Rita Tangredi, who was murdered by Ultrop, was also the best friend of Melissa Bartholomew, who was one of the Gogo Beach victims. Bartholomew's mother said that her daughter, Melissa, had a lot of calls to Manorville from her phone before her death. Joseph Brewer. Joseph Brewer, an Oak Beach resident, was one of the last people known to have seen Shannon Gilbert alive. He hired her as an escort from Craigslist. On the night of her disappearance, Brewer said that shortly after Gilbert arrived at his residence, she began acting erratically and fled his home. Gilbert was reportedly seen running through Oak Beach, pounding on the doors of homes in Brewer's neighborhood. Around this time, Gilbert called 911 saying that they were trying to kill her. Police, however, did not find any evidence of wrongdoing, and Brew was quickly cleared as a suspect. It is important to note that Gilbert is not, con is not a confirmed victim. James Burke, former Suffolk County Police Chief James Burke, was reported to have blocked an FBI probe of the LISK case during his time as police chief. In November 2016, Burke was sentenced to a four, 46 months in federal prison for assault and conspiracy. Burke violently assaulted a man in custody who had stolen a duffel bag from his police vehicle. The duffel bag contained sex toys, a pornographic DVD with snuff and Viagra. Burke pleaded guilty in February. 2016 to charges of civil rights violation and conspiracy to obstruct justice. Thomas Spada, the then district, district attorney in Suffolk County, was convicted in obstruct justice in December. So basically, um,
Nespada, was the district attorney in Suffolk County. And he was convicted to obstruct justice. Sorry, no, no. Thomas Spada was a then district attorney in Suffolk County, was, and he was convicted in December 2019 of conspiracy to cover up Berkey's violent assault. Christopher McPartland, what is, who had been Suffolk County's top anti-corruption prosecutor, was also convicted in the conspiracy. December 2016, an attorney for Shannon Gilbert's family reported that an escort had stated that she suspected that Berkey might be connected to the LISK cases. The escort, who identified herself as Leanne, stated that at one party she had attended in April 2011 in Oak Beach, she had seen Berkey drag a woman of Asian appearance by her the hair to the ground. Leanna said that when she saw Berkey at late, later at the party in August 2011, she decided to engage in sexual activity with him. She described an experience in which Berkey violently yanked her neck during oral sex to the point where she began to tear up. Berkey was unable to reach orgasm and proceeded to throw $300 to $400 at her afterwards. At the time, she was not a professional prostitute, and she states that this was the first time she was paid for sex. Peter Hackett Two days after Gilbert's disappearance, Peter Hackett, a neighbor of Joseph Brewer, who was a former physician and who had worked for Suffolk County as a police surgeon, phoned Shannon Gilbert's mother, Marie Gilbert. Marie Gilbert later recounted that Hackett said, that he was taking care of Shannon, that he ran a home for wayward girls, and that he had given her medication because she was distressed. Three days later, Hackett called Marie Gilbert again, denying that he had any contact with her daughter and that he had previously phoned her. That's pretty suspicious for me, to be honest. Investigators later confirmed, though, phone records that Hackett had indeed called Marie Gilbert twice following her daughter's disappearance. The marshy area where Gilbert's remains were found was near Hackett's backyard, and her personal items and clothing were found directly behind his property in, in the marsh. Gilbert's family filed a wrongful death suit against Hackett in November 2012, claiming that he took Gilbert into his home that morning and administered drugs to her facilitating her death. The lawsuit was dismissed because it could not be proven that Hackett had administered drugs or treatment to Gilbert. Later, police revealed that Hackett had a history of inserting himself into exaggerating his role in certain major events. Police later had ruled out Hackett as a suspect in the deaths of Gilbert and the LASK victims. Hackett left Oak Beach and moved to Florida with his family not long after Gilbert's disappearance. James Bazette, two days after Shannon Gilbert's remains were found. Businessman James Bazette died by suicide in his car at Mattituck Park. One of Bazette's businesses was a plant nursery which was the main supplier of burlap in the region. Many of the victims' remains were found wrapped in burlap. To this day, this case remains unsolved. Um, so that was pretty much it for this case. Um, so as you heard, this case remains unsolved to this day, to this year. Maybe at some point it will be solved. But we'll see about that in the future. Thank you for listening, listening, and I apologize 
or the things I messed up while talking you gotta realize it was it is evening yeah and my tongue it had a pretty much hard time to you know talk talk like a lot so you can hear my voices pretty much exhausted anyways thank you for listening to this podcast I really don't want to condone anyone to rate my podcast was even the right word yeah it was I think it was but it would be great if someone out there who is listening to this podcast could break this podcast because it would help me also this case took a lot of research and patience because um, I took so much tries for this podcast and even now after I uploaded this podcast episode I still make some mistakes um yeah you know at the end of the day end of the episode of course be safe and appreciate life it can be hard sometimes but that's life I guess what doesn't kill you will make you stronger and with that state in mind good night Los Angeles this was my twisted presented by Jason good night and goodbye